Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast. The podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. Now this week, I'm no longer alone. Matt's back from Spain, everybody. Hello, at last. (laughs) The plan was the plan was to continue recording while I was away, um, but like all good plans, they never survived contact with the enemy. And yes. Murphy's law took effect, and what we did record turned out to be terrible. So this is Matt ended up. You sounded ended up like Optimus Prime when I tried to edit you. <laughs> it's like in a bad one. What? Yeah, yeah. It was you lost in like an Autobot. It was a bit weird. It was just a bit like. <laughs> this isn't right and then message matt and he was like oh no i i didn't record me talking at all i just did it well i was like, on a phone so i, I know yeah the app doesn't give you the op, op like the option to record. anyway that's, that's matt was in opulence and i was in the trenches slogging to get an episode out rob <laughs> rob kept everything together so you know absolute props to, to you on that one us boots on the ground uh, episode with buddy last week brilliant oh, it was great it. wasn't it um, yeah this week or, you know, we would have done this a couple of weeks ago, but this week we're having uh, an homage to SSVC. Now, yes. what's SSVC, everyone's saying? What the hell is this? Um, New listeners they, are, stopped, are shocked. Old listeners are rubbing their hands with glee. This is true. If you caught our um, uh, earlier episode about uh, some of the, the really cool uh, British Army on the Rhine uh, training videos that we did with Kenton White a little while back, you'll recognize the name SSVC and it's a production company essentially that is linked to the British Army, the British military, has a long history of other production companies in the background. Uh, But SSVC, Services Sound and Vision Corporation, formed in 1982 uh, out of the Services Cinema Corporation and uh, BFBS, which 
gets a bit confusing because the FBS continues on. Yeah. And there's lots of other antecedent companies like the Army Kinematic. Kinematic, yeah. It's um, loads. Corporation or service. Um, and there's loads of really cool stuff. And we will do like a, a, a proper history of the SSVC at some point. But there's actually quite, you know, quite a dearth of information about it online anyway. And we've had to pull together uh, a bit of a list of all the various um, productions they did over the years, and we tried. Um, but we do know that in 1996, the British Defence Film Library was was formed. All, all the stuff that came out around the time about that noted that there was 3,500 films that were in the archive um, <sighs> that had been made over the past 40 years. So... SSVC it is the the latest or was the latest iteration of this um, long history of British Army training films and, and Royal Navy and Air Force as well uh, training films where they created these really interesting training films that not only tried to train troops with scenarios and such but they also made things like documentaries. So mm. in this episode, we're going to talk about three that we've picked that we like. And they'll give you a bit of a flavour for the way the SSVC did. And uh, it's just our little homage to a really yeah. cool element that no one seems to know about. We see these training films online, but yeah. we don't realise that uh, there was that a, the, uh, the extensive amount of work that this company yeah, did. There was an umbrella conglomerate did, yeah. Corporation putting these things together. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, it, if you listen to our episode with Kenton White a few months ago, you'll know the vibe that me and Matt get from these we just think they're so interesting and important not mm. within you know within filmmaking as well they're really they're interesting because the budgets aren't massive but the production values are very high yeah and um in, in historical sense you can learn a lot about the time and the period when these were made socially politically it's very interesting but before we move on if you saw us at we have ways fest we might have been wearing our fighting on film ssvc um logo hoodies inspired by inspired by yeah they're not endorsed inspired by um matt designed them actually um so yeah please do please go and check out the fighting on film merchandise store and you too can own your very own fighting on film inspired inspired t-shirt yeah Um, and not you know not only will you help us keep the lights on here but you'll look darn cool to about the three or four people who will recognize what the logo is in the street. <laughs> but, but for those three people that do, it'll make their day. I assure you. Um, so so please that have a logo look. is based on um, the eighties SSVC logo that was on um, the, at the start and at the end of uh, yep. some of the, the, the really well-known ones that we've already covered, like um, fighting in woods, Soviet encounter, yeah. yet to be talked about fighting in villages but we'll get there Ooh, yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. um so i i we rob and i were like god that is a really cool logo so we thought as a as an homage to the ssvc i went away and did a little bit of um design work and, and matched the colors and stuff and yeah. put together a little thing as a surprise for rob actually and i was like rob, yeah, it, was. Um, it was amazing i was like wow like so good like it it looks great um if we didn't use the badge I'd have used that. Um, yeah, it's. It, I, I I really love it. Um, it's great. Wore the hoodie on on a little trip to Wales a little while back, um, yeah. and then we wore it. At, uh, we have Wastefest. Yeah, it's yeah. Such a comfy hoodie. It's nice. It it's so really cool. nice. And um, anyway, so Patreon. Before yeah, plug. of course, little plug there. We we're, we're allowed ourselves a little plug from time to time. Um, but yeah, of course, Patreon members, um, supporting cast members, do use your um, FOF 
discount um, at the discount. Uh, wait, sorry, do use your discount when uh, when you're checking out to get 10% off. And if you'd like 10% off, you can join the FOF Patreon and get a 10% off discount code just for pledging. So, you know, double plug. It makes sense to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's like one of their really bad 50s adverts. Oh, it makes sense to this guy over here. <laughs> Moving on. Bruno Valraid, Operation Pitting, 1982. Yes, let's start with documentary. So as I mentioned earlier, they made documentaries, they made training films. They even had a uh, kids' TV channel for a while. Yeah, they um, did, yeah. Um, in, in the 70s, 80s. Um, sorry, in the, in, the, in the 80s, 90s. Um, but the Bruno Valraid documentary is, it's amazing because it's a recreation of Operation Pitting and it takes you through the raid uh, using serving parach- uh, members of the parachute regiment in, uh, is it 1980? 1982. Two that, that was made? Yeah, I think yep. it was two, wasn't it? Um, and it does this, but it also combines it with some really cool audio interview uh, overdubs with chaps that were actually on the raid, um, yep. veterans. And it gives you insights into what they did and what they were thinking and how they felt. And it just creates this really tight, interesting documentary because it tells the story, but there's also really interesting visuals where they've used the the serving guys at the time to to recreate the the raid. And it gives you these great little scenes where they're in like a a planning meeting or, or an O group. And they're 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 on a uh, like a map table pointing out what's going to happen, and there's a model of the of the um, the site they're raiding, and it's just really cool. It's not something you think of when you think of like a British Army film. You think it'd be a bit sort of like stuff shirt, very you know, a bit more of a lecture style. Mm-hmm. But there's a you know the professor starts and he's saying, oh, I think we sh-, you know, I think the landing beach was perfect. It was placed perfectly to the where the radar was. And I think we could go in there and, and take it. I'm paraphrasing, but he just says something so nonchalant, like, oh, I think we could go in there and take it. And it's like... Yeah, the, the whole thing okay. begins with that little intro from I think yeah. it's Professor R.B. Jones, who That's it. Was, was one of the top British scientists at the time. Intelligence officers, this, yeah. Yeah, they needed this um, part of the the, the, ra- the German radar network to... You know, obviously, mm. that's handy to have. Um, yeah. And they were like, oh, Just this bit. looks like a cracking site for a paratroop raid or a commando raid. So they went yeah. to combined services, didn't they? Combined, combined operations. operations. Yeah. And they were, um, you know, they started in motion. And it tells you how the paratroopers went. Story. Yeah, like the paratroopers went, they were being told they were training for this um sort of parade for the prime minister or this like showing like the prime minister what they yeah, could do, yeah. demonstration. And um, and then you know, the minute that the that the operation is live they're told no it's not for that You're going in it's a proper operation it's a proper raid and it go it just switches from this really cool reconstruction that works really well they're, they're obviously serving paratroops because they're they're doing everything right they, they look good in the denizens although they shouldn't be wearing denizens because yep they wouldn't have they're, denizens they're, I think at the they're time. wearing the, the the 60s pattern denizens banana probably. pattern yeah is yeah. a bit um, mm, they would they have Bren, they got bren mark threes as well at one point which is not quite right <laughs> that's so like got the wrong bren <laughs> we'll let them off it's okay <laughs> but no i think because it makes sense though because that's what yeah I, I these films we've got to re- remind the listener that these aren't made for general consumption the fact we can view them yeah, now yeah. on youtube and iwm archive right. 
is great, but these weren't meant to be shown outside the forces. So I think using the Denison's there is that's the iconography of the parachute regiment. That's what para thinks of if they're wearing their DPM smock in 1982, it's pretty much the same, you know, the, the camouflage has changed. Um, so it, that's what you think of when you think of it. That's the reason I think they did it. At the time, they were actually wearing a brown type smock that was based off the Falschmjäger's um, jumpsuits, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they didn't have, they had those like sort of jump helmet things. But it's really interesting. And even down to like them wearing 58 pattern belts <laughs> in the briefing, because that's probably all they got, on, yeah, got with them because they're current issue. Um, but the thing is, it shows you a little bit of them clearing the house. It shows them clearing slit trenches. It shows them stealing the parts. And then it, yep. it shows them evacuating, exfilling off the beach on landing craft. And it's it's value for money. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's never actually appeared on film other than in uh, Paratrooper with Alan Ladd, has it? That's yeah, the, only uh, the, re- the Red Beret. Of it. It's the only um, representation of that on screen that I can find. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad one. It's about 10 minutes of the film because um, they concentrate the, the latter part of them landing in North Africa. Um, in but a quarry. In a quarry, <laughs> yes. I think they used up all their... <laughs> they must have used all their budget up on the the uh, biting section, which isn't actually bad because when you re- when I watch them together, um, one after the other, it's not bad. Um, mm. It's just a shame that film... We'll, cut, we'll do that film one day because that's we an interesting will, yeah, movie be, to talk be about. That'll be an episode, actually, to discuss um, that because there's interesting aspects of that and yeah, they do they do one of our boys' day on that one, don't they? <laughs> I'll just wait. I'm seething. Like, when I watched that movie for the first time, I was Stan. like... Poor Stan. <sighs> yeah, poor, poor Stan. That's all we're going to say. They do him dirty. Um, the year that he rose to fame as well. Anyway, I'll stop because I'll go on forever about it. Let's move on before we Let's get into move on. Oh, and we can't we can't leave uh, the Brunaval Raid film without mentioning the line that basically they end on, where they go, where that one chap who's on the raid says, the boffins must have wanted it for something. It's just <laughs> no, I the love best. That. It's so good. It's, it's, so so good. Bri- it's such a British there, army those way audio, of... <laughs> oh, The audio interviews that they overdub add so much to it. It's so yeah. brilliantly done. And for a 20-minute video... It might as well be an hour long with the amount of effort they put into it. It's fabulous. And there's so many that they made so many of those. Like they made um Falklands in 85 series. Yep. They made that Rhineland series with Richard Todd That's doing the really double, good. great in 84. Yeah. Um they did D-Day in 1994, and they did an Ardennes one in, in uh, um in 1980 as well. So mm. they did loads of these really, really nicely put together, well-produced. Mm documentary they have that um world at war feel that's too. it world at war yeah that quality 80s yes. feel yeah but they haven't aged either no as no. well that's really, really something well. good it's like war walks it doesn't age um yeah but then there's also as well like i think there's a, a youtube channel that's trickling them out every now and then it's, a, it's like a british army documentary channel that's one I'd recommend yeah. all the listeners go and subscribe to that channel if you haven't and already. The, um, that one, I, I believe, is up on uh, IWM as well. Yes, I think it is too. So, um, it, so it's easily, what all of these are actually available either on YouTube yeah. or IWM, so you can catch them. They're well, all, all three of these that we're going to talk about today are well worth checking. Well worth your time, definitely. Um, I think we'll cover uh, Fighting Patrol next, which it's the classic scenario-driven training film. Yes, where yeah. they show step by step how something will happen or should happen. 
Yeah, best um, case. It's always best case scenario with these British scenario. ones. Yeah, we discussed we discussed that when we did the um, a couple of the others fighting in woods, etc. It's it's the best possible case scenario. Everything's <laughs> yeah. gonna. It, there might You're be fighting. artillery, but you don't need to worry about <laughs> no. the artillery. No. It'll be fine. Shrapnel <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. So fighting patrol uh, is a really interesting one. Um, Mid eighties, and it it looks at. Uh, it's actually a two-parter because the it first is. element of it is recce patrol. Mm-hmm. So a small section-based patrol goes out and uh, finds a Soviet position. Um, Ma- because... um, a motor rifle platoon, Matt. Thank you. It, because yeah. it's it's Cobble gone hot. Um, Every single the thing the British infantry fight in those videos is motor rifle platoons and nothing else. <laughs> Absolutely yes. love it. It's the, they're the vanguard, Rob. They're, um, it's, they're fighting the vanguard. Yeah, all the time. You have to stop them. You have to stop them. You have to make them dismount, Rob. Um, That's the key. The golden, the golden ticket to killing motor rifle divisions. Get them to fucking dismount <laughs> awkwardly at the back of their BTRs. Um, so it begins with recce patrol. They find the 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 motor rifle platoon, um, and then they decide we're gonna we're gonna attack the larger russian element in a village but before we do that we also need to take out this um russian patrol position yes that's guarding the 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 route forward so they set up a fighting patrol um and it it's it's really interesting because it 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 shows all the nuance and the step-by-step of how they get ready for this um it's also matter of fact it's like there's one bit where where the the narrator who is the same chap that we loved from um fighting in woods etc yeah where he goes there's a there's a hundred things that you need to prepare for the fighting patrol but you're lucky if you get time to do it yeah uh, you know also I, I paraphrase badly because i haven't watched it in a little while um but, but no it, it is it's all very matter of fact you know you won't have enough time to do everything but make sure you know make sure your weapons and your your webbings right things like that it's just it's stuff the troops would know anyway but it's sort of just telling them look you know when you're doing this sort of thing you're not gonna have all the time in the world to do it so you better be sure that you're ready and actually you mentioned that the narrator is the same it's the same director actually as fighting in uh, woods yeah. um called mm. Rene basilico and he did lots and lots of uh of ssvc work we're not sure if he's still with us um i hope he is um but yeah like he must have it'd be great to talk to some of the people who you know, oh, it would be wouldn't it? these. Yeah, yeah. Wondering what the budgets were like, things like that. Because yeah, it's, it's another thing this film does really well. It's only shot. It's probably just shot in a wood somewhere. Probably the same wood as fighting in woods. To be fair, probably. It's um, probably Salisbury Plain somewhere. Yeah, it probably is. But it it looks great. It's shot at night, um, and it's so hard to make out what's going on because the VHS rip um, isn't fantastic. But it probably wasn't fantastic at the time. I'm thinking there's probably a cracking piece of um film reel with it all on that looks yeah there must be somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. And one day hopefully it'll get digitized and be available. yeah yeah um, and interestingly enough they've all armed with early sa80s very early they ones are. they are they mm. they're all armed with like brand new brand new kit yeah so there's another there's another um um film out there that wasn't made by ssvc but it's a british army um training film or um, presentation film, um, with Xiaomi equipment of the 1980s, I think is that's like great. That. <laughs> that's so good. That's such a such an interesting. Um, it's got like a whole 10, 15 minutes on how you pack a Saxon, and it's just yeah. absolute oh war God, porn. It's, it's so good. 
So um, much so that my missus even 3D printed me a Saxon because I was so obsessed <laughs> with them. <laughs> well, I mean, the Russians are currently uh, showing a captured one at Army 2022 in Moscow. Are they? Um, yeah, that they captured in Ukraine. Oh my um, God. And they're still trundling around in Ukraine. Ukrainians wow. are still using them. But um, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the SA-80s. So, yeah, they're, they're all XL-85 E-series uh, guns. So they're like they're just before mass production. Yeah. Okay. Um, so much so that the light support weapons, the LSWs, are the, the earlier um, L-73 versions, which don't have that long sponson underneath the barrel okay. where they attach the, the, uh, the bipod at the front. By the right. Rather than I couldn't even see that. Bipod. I mean, well done. <laughs> I, I, I know. It's blinking. You miss it. Uh, Matt's got frame by frame. Enhance. Enhance. Yeah. Um, Magnify. <laughs> pure CSI. <laughs> but... The other, there's other cool stuff in there like spyglass thermal imager, um, night vision optics. Yeah, yeah. Just all cutting edge, brand new kit that they're pushing into these films. They're not even in like general issue yet, but no. they're putting them in there to show them because they know that these films are going to be watched for years to come. Yeah, because obviously so at the time you... we didn't, the, the MOD, the, the politicians didn't know when the Cold War was going to end. So no, we, yeah, no, we've got well, hindsight watching these. After the Cold War ends, the British Army's got to train and, and know sure. how to do a fighting patrol. I always think, how many guys do you think watched this in like 1989, early 1990, and then they were sent to the desert to fight the Gulf War? <laughs> it's just because we weren't expected to fight that sort of war, but I think it's very interesting. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thing that most of the lads that went and fought in the Gulf War were B-A-O-R, guys. Yeah. It's the most British thing ever. You know, plan for something, plan for something in one whole part of the world, and then, oh no, the actual next war you fight is in <laughs> hot climate in the desert. It's, it's very funny. But it, it's a great film, and it, it follows on from like you know you could stitch together fighting in woods, uh, fighting in villages. This recce patrol, the snipers, um, effects of artillery effects. fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sappers in support. in support. You could stitch Demo all these guard. together. Demo cards. I mean, yeah. I mean, to uh, to me and Matt, these are like this is like people rattling off the Godfather. <laughs> you know, Godfather <laughs> too. It's like that for us. This is what Rob and I bonded over initially. It is. It really we, is. We, yeah. Um, you know, after we decided to do the podcast and we were chatting about things and we'd, we'd be planning what we were going to do we'd also be like just going through the imperial war museum catalog going oh my god look yep. at this have you seen this or what was on youtube cold war British Army is something both of us are really interested mm. in 
in research wise and these are brilliant pieces for doing you know historical research into tactics doctrine equipment but it's one thing i wanted to ask you matt i don't know if you noticed it but those sa80s never fire there's only one firing gpmg in that in yeah, that film because yeah, they they talk about getting all the gpmgs together don't they from the company yeah. they they um have like a a base of fire and then there's a maneuver element that that punches through with with the sa80s mm. that don't seem to do a lot of firing but no. i mean i mean perhaps that was um it's just not necessary or didn't have enough uh, 5.56 hanging around or maybe yeah maybe um, <laughs> they've got to go back to the knows? factory after you've but shot or that's something that's what makes all of this so fascinating yeah. but yeah you get lots of gpmg action though and of course the you know the motor rifle division are destroyed and the baor is about two by, nil up by a single <laughs> fighting patrol while i was like planning this episode i was thinking hang on a minute so i've seen about seven or six of these baor era mm. cold war gone hot type training movies they based in the week that the BAR was meant to be surviving after then, and they run out of stuff. Because when we did the Kenton episode, um, he talked about how you know, supply issues and um, the de-escalation um, in, in budget for the MOD in the 80s and 70s made it so that at any one given moment, the BAR probably had about two weeks worth of readiness or something. Even all, so much so they, that the, they all run in together, don't they? So the, yeah, exactly. The, all of these they kind of just like gel together in your mind after you've watched them a couple of times, and you they're think, on the same front, they're on the same little yeah. bit of a rhyme, yeah. Because that's interesting that that whole I mean, read Kenton's book, buy Kenton's book, guys, if you haven't. Um, called Never mm. Ready, that's Never cool. Ready, it's called. Buy that book if you haven't. But he even um, about those supply source shortages. They even mention it in the eighties British Army drama called Spearhead. Mm. That they mentioned yes. not having any, is it swing fire missiles? Yeah, I think so. For yeah, the for the Daimler was... Foxes, yeah, <laughs> they're it. Sorry, it. yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my god, it's it's that bad that it's seeping into dramas <laughs> written by civilians. It's like, oh my god, okay. But anyway, moving on to the last film in our cavalcade of SSVC films, the best for last, possibly. So the last film in our SSVC cavalcade is SBS Oil Safe from 1980. Ooh, this is, this is, this is <laughs> when we found very... this, we were we were amazed. <laughs> to quote the great AZ Harriet, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so after a recording, we were doing a bit of planning, and then we just always seem to end up going. Have you seen this? And then we ended <laughs> up on a IWM rabbit hole, um, and we found this. Um, have been digitized and it's one of the one of a series and it's the only part that's actually been digitized so someone must have requested it at some point um and and paid for it to be um digitized and was it worth it 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 definitely was because it's another one of those films that takes you through uh, a scenario step by step yeah like fighting uh, patrol and and some of the others it shows you the, the tactics and doctrine of how the sbs would attack and retake a captured oil rig and that that's all the film's about and it's it's great starts off with like a couple of lads like sat in their living rooms looking awkward or driving down the road in their their austin allegra and then their pages (laughs) go off and and their and their faces and like just go right business time pulls a jason back to base 
cuts to like a lad. It's literally the profession. It's the start of a professional episode, isn't it? It really you just is. expect the, the theme tune to jump in, don't you? You could you could actually recut. You could. I might splice that in. I might do that if I can... reaction shots from Bodine Doyle. Um, <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> they get the oil. The oil rig needs to be retaken. Get the SBS. Get them to take back the oil rig. Cut to a table full of Mac tens. Because mm. um, <laughs> you do. The, it, it shows you the the SBS team getting the kit together packing duffel bags and there's this beautiful scene where they're in, they're taking inventory browning high powers ar-15s remington 870 breaching shotguns it's a filthy Mac little 10s. table is it it's, oh. it's a filthy little table of firearms <laughs> it's 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 knee rubbing it's it's a very serious piece where i don't know it what the, the audience for this was perhaps it was police and other elements that were going to be working with the sbs oh, and they want it was filmed as seems it was filmed as part of a series called sbs mm. procedure i think this possibly was for people outside of the sbs to watch this because it it, it the the narration talks about how the, the sbs while they're representing this one type of oil platform yeah oil they've they've looked at the plans for every type in existence and formulated the, the the plans for for assaults on all the different types of rig and how they would get on to, onto them and, and how they would infiltrate all the little nuances because it's, mm. it begins with um a little thing where it explains that this is filmed during the day the yes. raid would take place at night this is so you can see what what would happen it shows integration with the army shows integration with uh, the police national police local police how they go from planning breakdown of negotiations to the assault and what happens afterwards as well because there's that really interesting little bit where they spoilers they they assault and they win and they <laughs> not going to lose they their shoot. own training video are they <laughs> they shoot one of the terrorists and then a policeman comes on yeah. onto the rig and he's like okay who shot this chap and he's like well i shot him the spent cases there there and there shoot him you just <laughs> Put like three rounds in him. Read the wall with him. <laughs> God, those two and chaps barely move and they're getting lit up. He goes, "I'm gonna have to take this Luger as evidence." And um, the, the deniable Luger picks up a borrow, <laughs> sticks it in a little um, paper evidence paper bag. envelope. Yeah, yeah, and then that's it. It's, it's just it's really interesting because it shows that procedure. Mm, mm. It's re- it's really something. Um, and obviously it's. 1980 so it, it you know it does feel a bit professional but it, yeah, you've got like ropey ropey perms <laughs> yeah. some flares terrible irish accents like, <laughs> yeah we've taken the rig i'm like oh we've my god what rig. was that supposed to be oh my god it's worse than my accent so i do like it, oh my god but and then the guard, the the, the 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 terrorist guard guarding the helipads got an M1 car bomb with no mag in it. And it's like, what's he going to do? It's, if he's lucky, he's chambered one round really awkwardly. He's going to get one round off. But no, it's, it's it's really good. And we'd love to see the entire SBS procedure. I mean, we hope yeah, that they really all get digitised. But yeah, I love that one. It's great. I can't really, don't really know what else to mention about it. It's just really well, good. I, one other thing that I was going to mention about those, that type of SSVC production is the way that it shows that doctrine shifts. I was doing a bit of digging for this episode and a rich subgenre of SSVC training film is the weapons safety training film, which include a uh, design to kill and an unthinking moment, 
is an absolute classic from 1988. Yeah, classic. Um, and it could be you. And these are all yeah. training films that try and emphasize weapon safety, um, not being negligent, not fucking about, basically. Don't cock about with a gun. It's a bit obvious. There's a lot of faffing around and, and like <laughs> stupid shit gets on, like people like sliding guns down desks and people <laughs> grabbing muzzles and pulling them around. But one thing that stood out to me is that every so many years they remake these films mm-hmm. and it's the same with the with the fibula as well so there's 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 um there's a clearing villages from the 50s early 50s it's got kangaroos in it rob it's amazing I it's think really it's good i've seen it it's great um, and then and then in the 70s and the 80s you get fighting in villages yeah which is it's very similar but we'll talk about those i think that actually make would make a great episode to talk about the two of them together maybe we'll do it would yeah we get kenton um, back on for those i think yeah that'd be great fun um but as i was saying so it, it shows that while a lot of them show like doctrinal change and equipment and kit, others they repeat the same messages because they're telling people to be safe with mm. ordnance, munitions, and, and and small arms and the kit they're using. So, not worth dying for is a is a um, Royal Army Ordnance Corps um, film. And you mentioned the I think it's it it's designed to kill is the is the one with the little girl or you know, it's a little boy that oh, i think so yeah around, they, they all get a bit they blur into one all those three it, yeah so i think it's designed to kill and he finds a, a, a spent carl gustav round on the range and he puts it on a on the bonnet of a ford escort or something and it rolls blows up. up that poor people having a picnic or something but he um, did have the coolest thing in that video he had an airfix slr he did. He's the coolest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I hope the FX SLR wasn't with blast radius. Obliterated, um, no. Some kid um, would have found that and be like, oh, mega. An SLR. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of a 70s Charlie, slang. Charlie G round <laughs> and an FX SLR. But Not Worth Dying For from 56 has a very similar um, scene where some lads are doing grenade training and they throw a blind and it doesn't go off and they forget about it. Uh, and a little girl comes along and picks it up oh. um, and, and that kills her. So there's those same scenarios that like 20 years apart. Mm. And they all have those similar little sequences of, of gun safety. And I think in It Could Be You, a chap jumps off the back of a Bedford with a Sterling cop That's it, yeah. and shoots his mate in the back. Yeah. And then in 88's Unthinking Moment, there's a chap that slides a high power down yeah. a desk. <laughs> yeah shoots another guy and there's that guy that thinks the sa 80 is a grade a weapon and it's like (laughs) if there's any weapons in the video it's him he's the biggest (laughs) weapon going he was towing the line rob okay (laughs) he's reading a script blessing (laughs) but he got rinsed for that in the naffy like for months (laughs) after and his mate's like grade a is it graham grade a is it i'm going back to the saxon getting a sterling out at least i know it fucking works but as i was saying um it's another one of those nuances that these films portray. And it's really yes. interesting how they evolve and, and the messages that they're trying to get across and the way they do it, because it varies from like really serious stuff to like um, that RAF film about um, base oh, safety yeah. with Windsor Davis. Where he's yeah, that's really his, good. Uh, hazardous, hazardous Ops. Yeah, hazardous it's really ops, good. Yeah. Yeah. But it shows um, that it, this is the thing, I think, well, what we come to is that they're all filmed in different ways for different purposes. Mm. And they all have, some of them have a bit more that they lean into sort of the soapy elements of it. 
and some of them have got more hard line where and then you get something like SPS oil safe and that's that has to be very down the middle um, some aside, of them are very dry and some, some of them are very really dry <laughs> yeah exactly and it it varies from because they weren't all made by SSVC this is another no. thing to emphasize so like SSVC was sort of the umbrella and they made sure that certain things were done certain ways but they worked with loads of different um, production companies yes. to name a few like um, films of today British Films Consultancy Limited um, Jared Holdsworth Productions RHR Productions um, Anvil Group and Worldwide Pictures so if you look Lots. at the end of these you get loads of these different little production companies British production companies working with SSVC and SSVC kind of oversee and direct things i feel i just yes. think it's really fascinating they must put out like a british military history where it's mm. like this production company is, is helping to portray and, and convey doctrine and training and stuff mm. and people don't really know about it no they, but hopefully after this episode they will hello i'm david willie i'm the curator from the tank museum and you're listening to fighting on film but later than planned We've got last week's fourth hypothetical, and it was, you can replace any character from any film into a war film role of your choice, who and why. We had some good ones. Sari Thomas says, replace Nicolas Cage and John, Ru- John Woo with caps anybody and Wind Talkers might have been a decent film. I mean, harsh but true. Oh, I quite like it. It's good. Well, it'll be a great one to take. Like- it will be to debate that when we get round to it that's for sure well maybe i liked it when i was little maybe i'll be super critical now who knows well this is it yeah this is always the way um, fighting on films ruining that. childhood memories I know, again i know right <laughs> that that sequence where it's just hand-to-hand lads coming out of nowhere in that little building with christian slayers right at the end hardcore with the yeah. dar yeah yeah <laughs> Um, that's all that i remember because day. i haven't seen it in like 20 years i do remember that i've got i bought the steel book of it because <laughs> i quite liked it i might be the only person on earth who bought the two disc collector steel book <laughs> i did actually i do to be fair i did like how they portrayed the early campaign yeah like a bolt action rifle and an m1928 and then skip on to like mid-war and he's yeah yeah um and it has a, got, got an almost movie stuff. killing sequence in the first half hour in the hospital and you're like how's oh it God. picking up from here and then it does but yeah. anyway another day another day and then we have uh janice uk he says the entire cast of the muppets into any training montage movie personally i'm favoring dirty dozen with lee marvin as the only human character or <laughs> <laughs> the way ahead the, the, way. the way ahead we'll just keep nibbing <laughs> just keep nibbing is that your is that your choice then is it that's my choice seeing <laughs> so like Fozzie Bear whiz on a vicar's gun <laughs> <laughs> no but that would be great though Janice I think um I think that would be really good you, if you were savvy with editing I reckon you could edit that up anyway I mean in this day and age surely Probably could yeah and then in the same vein, um, Ken Campbell says, uh, Dogs of War replaced Tom Berenger with Kermit the Frog. I want to see the nine mil quad scene. Just any Kermit the Frog reaction face in a war movie would be quality, I think. Hey, welcome to Zangaro. <laughs> Adam Warren says, Buster, here they come again. Kill Rain from Gettysburg with frankly anyone. But for me personally, no one. Just leave him out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had uh, Mark C said, Major Kilgore in Apocalypse Now to a bridge too far into Elliot Gould's Colonel Stout. Um, the bridge would not have blown up in his face. And then that begged the question, Robert Duval, why isn't Robert Duval in A Bridge Too Far anyway? Yeah, because, I mean, that's the period. He's he's big right at that time. But you could have easily got him in because it's the same. Anyway, we don't know. We'll never know. And then we had Joe Wilding, who said, insert Forrest Gump into Inglorious Bastards. And I wasn't sure whether he meant the Spaghetti War movie, the Italian one from the, the 60s or the, the Tarantino one, but it would work either way. <laughs> just, just Forrest Gump running <laughs> members of the of the section out of the out of the <laughs> cinema as it burns. And that's like this like mirrors the scene from the movie where he runs back into the mm-hmm. napalm. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> anyway, but before we end this episode, Matt, would you replace anyone? What would you replace if you could? Ooh. Um, replace someone with someone. I mean, it's a really good question, Rob. Um, mm. I do like these hypotheticals. I, I, I'm just all I can <laughs> replace think the entire is, cast is... of Dunkirk and start from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> replace and replace Harry Styles with anyone. <laughs> True. Circuit sauce. Fucking hell. Exactly. Every time I can't not hear that line. Every time I hear his name spoken. All I can think of now is is Niven just disapprovingly looking at um, members of the Muppets as they try and, like, cross a obstacle course. Oh, that would be amazing. Came at the frog on a vicar's gun or a six-pounder. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jiggling about. Is it like... Oh, that would oh, be Miss great. Piggy on a six-pounder, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all the um, Muppets trying to push Dame Ladingo off of that, that ship. <laughs> push everybody, come on! <laughs> Trevor Howard standing there like, what the fuck's going on? Trevor Howard's <laughs> face looking at Muppets. <laughs> so disapprovingly. <laughs> anyway, no, that's that's a great thing to end on there, that mental image for everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, anyway, as we said, this episode was intended to be an homage to the SSVC, which is something that, that Rob and I bonded over and really love and think is an absolutely fascinating aspect of British military history. So Matt wants me to read out the intro because he's too he's corpsing over Trevor Howard looking at Muppets. <laughs> Sorry. So as always, don't forget to follow us on the socials: Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, at Fighting on Film, on most things, and you'll be able to find us. And uh, yeah, you can find the entire back catalogue, as you're probably well aware by now. Fightingonfilm.com. Who knows? You might start episode one and try and catch us up. We'd love to know if you do. And leave us a review on uh, Apple Pods if you would be so kind. And we will come back next week with another war movie. But we don't know what one yet, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.